Hey, everybody, and welcome to 52 Weeks of Empowerment. I am your host, Andrea Pagnosi, and I am also a career empowerment coach who's fiercely dedicated to getting everybody in 2022 to realizing their true career potential. For the past month or so, we've looked at empowering individuals who need to get past the blockers and take opportunities in their career. We were about midway through the year and we said, you know what, we're going to take a pause here and really zero in on what may be holding people back. We've looked at fear. We've looked at imposter syndrome. We've looked at leaders needing to empower others and not knowing quite how to do it. We've even looked at trauma and tragedy. Today, we're going to examine a side to the job hunt that brings us back to the application process. It's how to seize career possibilities without having every single qualification and overcoming this fear of success. It's not a fear of failure. It's a fear of success. It's a feeling of unworthiness that I don't have exactly what that person's looking for, so I'm not even going to try our guest today is a seasoned coach. Georgie Kaminer is a certified professional coach who grew up in Hungary and now resides in the United States. She has had a really interesting career path. And I share that because we all have. And it's important to know that when people have walked a mile in your shoes, they can truly help you overcome the adversity that you may be setting up obstacles for yourself and success. She has a lot of letters behind her name, too many to list, but know that she comes with an incredible amount of credentials behind her. She spent a number of years in human resources and she has an amazing life transition and leadership coaching organization that she is starting. And she is specializing in self and professional development. She's also co-authoring a book called Brave Women at Work, which releases this October. I can't wait to talk about that and all of the fabulous things that she does. Georgie, welcome to 52 Weeks of Empowerment. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here. Super excited to dig in. Tell us a little bit, you were raised in Central Europe. What brought you to the United States and to coaching? Oh, that would be a very long story. But what I was married to a Texan. So that's how I came to Texas nine years ago. What brought me into coaching was like you stated, I have been in HR after actually a long ride of figuring out what I want to do with my life and, and trying to figure out um, um, or testing different, different areas. Um, I landed in HR. And then I have been most of my job, I would say my previous positions, about 75% of my, um, my job consisted of employee relations, figuring out the, figuring out the drama, right? Like focusing on, focusing on employee relation matters. And that's when I figured out that all those issues the performance issues or behavior or misconduct or policy or whatever violation there was or or concerns that came up or just conflicts between people at work it came it it's rooted very deeply in our unconscious um or how do we interpret things all the assumptions we make all the misunderstanding we make so I wanted to dig, dig a little bit deeper and learn more and more. Um, I would be lying that if I said this was truly the only thing that brought me into 
because they I had so many hiccups in my I want to say it in a nice way in my personal life as well and I was just really seeking um answers seeking development self-development um where where I can have give back pretty much like I can I can help myself and then discovering like how I can give back that aligns with my purpose and that was one major thing to find my purpose and that was that was coaching half of your focus was HR was human resources employee relations like you said yeah half of it is coaching similar to me I was in organizational development and half of it was coaching. And I did the same thing you did. I said, I want to go deeper. I want to talk about the human condition. I find it an awesome combination. I found it a really sort of seamless transition for me. Did you find that the same for yourself? I found it in a way that it's a missing piece, Mm -hmm. that I finally have more tools to figure out how to resolve some issues, some conflicts, whether that's at work or whether that in my personal life between individuals. So that was the missing puzzle piece. Sometimes it does compromise when, especially if you are an employee relation. As a coach, how do you show up? Because you have that employee relations behind your back. And, you know, people do interpret it as like the last person I want to talk to uh, in my organization is someone <laughs> with that title. And I do have to, I want to have coaching from this person. So that bridge was easy. And then I also found the hiccups in it. I had to extra hard to build that trust, to build that relationship, because a coaching relationship is an intimate relationship, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very confidential and the focus is on the other individuals solely. When you have that fear in you that, oh, I have to talk to an HR person, specifically with an ER person, then there is a big bridge that has to be crossed. It's a simple thing in our heads where it's it seems so connected, but you're right, for the employee, it's HR. So it's got this negative stigma to it that, you know, it's you only talk to HR at the beginning of your job or if there's a problem. And coaching shouldn't be seen as a problem. It should be seen as a solution. So, yeah, so I I fully agree with you. What are some ways you had to sort of overcome that sort of stigma? Relationship building, Mm -hmm. networking, relationship building to show up, to be there. I mean, I also do trainings or I did at my organizations before um, that they see my other face. They see that I'm not just the one who would do the investigations or, you know, talk to you about a concern that popped up, but someone who is there to support everyone not just be the advocate for the organization, but really build that build that trust. It's, it's about relationships. It truly is. It is. So much about the job focus, the career focus is about relationships, whether it's internal yeah. to your place or business, external in your network, LinkedIn, whatever. And a lot of companies are turning towards coaching as a way to help keep people within an organization instead of the mass exodus that we saw with the Great Resignation. You're building a coaching practice of your own 
explain how that sort of came to pass. Like, how did you decide to go from working in an organization to wanting to, to build your own coaching practice? In my organization, at work, I focus on leadership development, job coaching, more about communication, decision, DEI, the, a lot of DEI implementation and coaching around that. In my private practice, I do something that I call it the holistic life transition or career transition coaching. We go deep. We go into the root cause of the issues. We are not machines. How Mm -hmm. do I see it as we are human beings? We are growing. We are developing. So along the way for every single person, it happens that we do have those blocks. We create those blocks unconsciously in our minds. And these are the things that will stop us from moving forward, whatever we want to, you know, we want a better relationship, we want a better, better job, or whatever that means, whatever better, whatever we want to achieve next. And then I'm looking at it and seeing it in myself, I want to go deeper and get to the root cause and build up. So what I am providing to my clients is, is sustainable results. Everybody knows how to eat healthier. Everybody knows what to do to get a job. We all know what we're supposed to be doing. What is the reason we are not doing it? What is the root cause? That's what actually brought me into wanting to do more, wanting to give more. Because that's within organization, in general, in a corporate That's not how coaching is. It's more of a therapeutic or it's more of a job of the EAP that actually ignited me to start. It's funny. All last month on our program, our show's focused around reasons that affect people's inability to progress professionally. We talked about lack of self-discipline. Some people would call that lazy. To your point, it would just maybe denial it's too hard. They're, they're setting up obstacles from even trying to actual trauma and tragedy that may be like, no, this is status quo. I just want to leave it here to leaders not being able to help people get past the blockers. Yet we continue to see staggering numbers of people leaving the workforce, four point something million in June alone, even though we're pending a recession. So people are motivated to leave, but not necessarily progress. They're kind of going to lateral jobs at different companies in search of greener pastures. Explain their philosophy, why people would maybe leave, but not necessarily use that as an opportunity to advance. Mm, That's a very good, interesting question too, and interesting observation. How would I make sense out of it? How I think it is, it's again, it goes back to our unconscious mind. Whatever we do, however we behave, what actions we we take or not take, the decisions we make, it's all rooted back to our unconscious mind, which is our unconscious mind is there to protect us. So if I want a better job or I want flexibility or I want the closer location, whatever my reason is to move from or away from a job I'm seeking because my unconscious mind wants something different, something that that unconsciously aligns more with my value. So seeking it, going to other places because I have that desire. I think that now our society, we have our basic needs met. And once that is, we want more self-development. We want to grow more. 
we want more and more. The saying is the the neighbor's yard is always greener or something. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? I should be looking deeper inside. If I'm not having the success that I hoped that I would have. Absolutely. And I just had this conversation with a client the other day. She hired me and left a company she was miserable at, then took another job that was six months later, she's finding is the same problem. Different industry, slightly different pay scale, slightly different leveling. But she had oodles of experience. She could have gone probably two levels up from where she was easily. But she chose the comfortable path because she said, I looked at other job postings and I didn't have every single qualification. So I felt like I wasn't worthy to even throw my hat in the ring. And that's true. There's studies that show women in particular, if they don't have every single bullet point on a job description, they won't even try. A man would might have one and they're like, okay, I'll try. I may not even be the slightest bit qualified. But when I talked to her, as we got to know each other, as we started to work together, it really had nothing to do with an imposter syndrome situation or anything like that. She actually had faced a lot of mental trauma mm-hmm. in jobs previous yeah. and had never unpacked the baggage. She just brought it from one job to another job to another job. So it basically took her self-worth and it like pushed it down. Do you find that in your practice? Oh, it's all about it. It's all about it. What do I mean by that? Because the surface that I want a new job or I want a new relationship or whatever new I want is just the surface. That's not the root cause why I need change in my life. How you said it, the trauma that creates those energy blocks, they will, if it's not released, it will be there and it will be coming to surface, whether that's a new relationship, whether that's a new job, whether that's just a new position. I want to get to is there if we don't release if we don't unpack that it will be there in my practice as well like i had clients and before i got into this new technique that i have been doing in the last couple of months some coaches and you might agree with me like you get frustrated like oh we've been doing this work for months and then my client is still stuck or there is this repetitive pattern that we're not taking action not changing or not focusing It is because we did not go into the root cause, whether that was a trauma, whether that was in different energy blocks that we have been carrying a voice in our head, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not pretty enough, I'm not whatever enough. And once we get to that, and we are able to actually release that, unpack that, our client, and I can talk also personally about about myself, because that's what changed me so much, because they just see the world differently. How you stated, when we look at a job, and it is well known that women, they want to meet all the bullet points in that job description. Mm -hmm. If we don't meet one or two, okay, I'm not qualified. Mm -hmm. And that's just how our energy is. I'm not saying every single person it is, but in general, whereas a man looks at a job description and they will apply even if just meeting half of those bullet points. Exactly. You use, and I think you touched on this, a very unique method 
called NLP to help people get past what holds them back and get to that root cause that we've been talking about. Can you tell us what that is and how it works? Absolutely. I'm the biggest fan of NLP (laughs) by now. It's just helped so much for me and also my clients. So NLP is the neuro-linguistic programming. Neuro, it refers to the, the nervous system, the mind, through which all of our experiences Uh, experiences are processed by the five senses, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, um, olfactory, and gustatory. Linguistic refers to language and other nonverbal communication system through which our neural representations are coded, Mm -hmm. ordered, and giving the meaning, which includes, you know, the pictures, the sounds we hear, the feeling, the taste, the smells, the words that we say to ourselves, the self-talk. And then there is programming, which is the ability to discover and utilize the programs that we run in our neurological systems to achieve our specific and desired outcomes. So in short, NLP is how to use the language of the mind to consistently achieve our specific and desired outcomes. It's a language that the mind can create reality. How do you manifest this in clients? Like, is there some sort of a technique that you have to put them through? Is it deeply rooted in meditation or is it just standard coaching on fire? (laughs) Uh, Standard coaching on fire. That's a good, good way to put it. I learn how my client's unconscious mind functions and I coach the unconscious and I coach the energy. Love it. There are lots of techniques that I can't go into, you know, like we would be here four days later. There are a bunch of techniques in the what I do in my coaching. The very first, I would say about eight, eight, nine sessions, well, not, not even sessions, just hours, eight, nine hours. What I do is I do an assessment. That's an energy assessment where the person's energy levels, we discover where the blocks could be in different areas in their lives. Now we do a life review when the client looks at it, like, how do I see my life currently? And then I look at it together, like, this is what I see from the assessment. And this is what you say that you want to work on. Now that you see both together, what area would you like to go through? And then they say, well, I came here to work on my career, but now I'm realizing I really have to get my personal life or my relationship or whatever that is in order. So I would like to do that first before we move forward. Then I do that so-called a breakthrough session, which is about six to eight hours, which we divide in different sessions. And then we focus on, on the root cause, releasing the limiting beliefs that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, or whatever, not enough. We also releasing a lot of negative energy, these energy blocks, the fear if someone wants to forward with their business or leave their corporate job and move forward with their business, but they just don't want to because there's a bunch of fear. So we release a lot of negative energy as well. Fear, anger, hurt, you name it, guilt. And then once we have all these negative emotions and the limiting beliefs released, 
The next thing, we look at the values, whether the current values that now are new after the release work, how is that aligning with the client's goals? Because we might have, we may have to redo them or rearrange them. And if that's the case, and also we put the client's success goals, redoing if it's necessary, the values, and also installing the new programming into the unconscious mind. So the transformation will be not just surfacy, but it will have uh, sustainable results. Now, I also have to say, this is not magic, very effective, extremely effective. I use hypnotherapy as well. Very effective method because when we install new programming in an unconscious, that's just how we go into function. However, some of the programmings that we have been caring with each other, that could be 20 years, 30 yeah. years, you know, long, long time. So the client also has the responsibility to really take actions towards their goals and stay focused. And once this release work and this reprogram is done, we are start working on, on a plan, right? And what they need to be doing to get there where they want to be. Incredible amount of work. It is. I had a client, she was in a toxic workplace for over 10 years. So, oh my God. Yeah. And I heard that like, oh my goodness. Anyways, um, didn't know where to go next. And then figured out, we released all these negative emotions and figured out she's going to start her new business. That's fantastic. And she's been just rocking. She's been just rocking. And, and she said she had no idea. If someone would have told her a year ago that she's going to be doing her own business and actually making profit from, she would never believe it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're going deep. I mean, this is, this is very deep stuff. This is really cool stuff. And it's not the run of the mill. Hey, I want to hire a coach to find a job. This is people yeah. who, to your point, may not even know people around them probably know. They're probably like, what the heck are you doing there? This yeah. is bleeding you financially, mentally, physically, and you've been there for a decade. Like, what is, what are you waiting for to happen? It's not going to happen. Leave. But that person's just like head down, do the work. What are some of the biggest challenges you face with some of these clients? Because I can sense that it's so deep that it may not even be something that they rationalize anymore. It's just second nature to them. So what are some of the challenges you face with clients that have these enormous obstacles to overcome deep, deep, deep wounds. What are some of the challenges you faced? There are a couple, but the main one is the fear of the unknown. Mm. Our, because us as humans, the most fearful thing is the unknown. Creating a familiar scenario from those scary future or the scary thing that I get out of my, this toxic relationship where I get rid of this career or job or whatever that is. But that's familiar and it's still safer mm -hmm. because our unconscious mind thinks, okay, I already know how to deal with this. But what's going to happen when I get out of it? It's scary. So I rather stay in my little bubble whether I am I'm horrible uh, or not feeling well or, you know, whatever the situation is. So that is the main thing that our unconscious mind is there to protect us no matter mm -hmm. what. 
physical, mental, emotional, spiritual being. And when we sense that, oh, there's a threat because I don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. then we delay the decision making. We are not even thinking about it because it's comfortable. Getting out of our comfort zone, so helping clients to get them out of their comfort zone to be comfortable in the unknown, to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. I love that. Embrace the suck. Like embrace yeah. the things that really yeah. suck. Because in order to change, there has to be a metaphysical reaction. There has to be some sort of energy shift or an action taken or a visceral change. There has to be some sort of autonomic sensory change to get you to a place. I actually had a very congenial argument with another coach the other day where we had a sort of debate about this issue where I said, what do you think is going on here? And I said, well, what do you think is going on here? And she said, well, I think this person is afraid to try to throw her hat in the ring for other opportunities because of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I said, what makes you think that she went through the whole thing? And I said, what everything that I'm hearing is not that it is somebody who is comfortable being uncomfortable. It's the fear of the unknown. It's exactly what you just said. It's somebody who doesn't want to make the effort, not out of fear of failure or feeling that they're not equitable. It's that this is what they know. And it's the fear of the unknown. It's the devil they know versus the devil they don't. Yeah. yeah. And they've already created these walls up to protect themselves for the most part to exist in the suck. And now you're asking them to mentally, physically, emotionally prepare themselves for an unknown suck because they're anticipating that it's going to suck not looking at it as a positive change at all they're looking at it as a oh my god i got to adjust to something else horrible if you had to take sides whose side are you on there is it me or is it that <laughs> yeah it's absolutely the fear of the change yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah and i think you're not wrong you're just not looking at it from the lens of really oh. listening to the deep-seated things that this individual is saying yeah, you listen to you you listen to the energy, right? You listen to the energy and you listen to your client what they're saying, but it's not being said with words. It's the unspoken. Give me a success story that you've had with you just said one, that client that's starting her own business, but I know when we spoke offline, you have a lot of success stories. So what's one of your favorites that you can share? You know, we say that we don't talk about our own successes or we don't like to brag or whatnot. But again, I shed that. If I look back, eight, nine years ago, I came to this country. I lived in different countries in Europe while I was married. Now I came here and suddenly I became a single mom of three with a baby and two other little ones. And I had to figure out how and what. Now, I did it on my own, you know, created a plan. I did my master's, I bought a house, provided stability, got a job, got an HR and whatnot. And then I got somehow, I needed more and more and more. When you have your plan and when you achieve your, those goals, then, okay, what's next? And then there was something missing. Coaching brought me, you know, HR helped me in finding my way into coaching. And I just doubled my income, 
created networks or met individuals that really helped me along the way. I met wonderful people. I have gone through a coach training program, went and did my certifications and HR certifications, my coaching certification. I started with NLP. I really decked through it. And now what gives me a lot of fulfillment and on my own skin, I look at back where I was three years ago, where I was two years ago, and now where I am, and I'm just not stopping. So the more positive energy you have, the more opportunities will come to you. So that's what I help with my clients as well. And I see when they come out of the fear of the unknown, when, when they have their eyes open, finally, that they come to more self-awareness, more self-consciousness, there are so much more opportunities. Because when we are in our stuckness, when we are in those negative environments, we do not see the opportunities. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In my previous episode, we talked to an individual who had been in a horrible accident as a young person and could very well have curled up in a small ball in a fetal position and given up at 11. Mm -hmm. Instead, mm -hmm. she's done some incredible things personally that with her infirmities and limitations, she didn't see that. She didn't see infirmities and limitations. She saw an opportunity to prove herself, to prove everyone wrong, including the doctors. To fear didn't hold her back. She didn't put up any blockers because at that point she's like, I've seen the lowest. I've been in a place of complete adversity and I don't wanna go back there. So I'm not even gonna worry about what might be. Yeah. And what could hold me back? Her energy went full steam ahead and it hasn't stopped yet. And I hope yours doesn't either. Yeah. That's where great things come from. Uh, one great thing that you've done, I really want to give you an opportunity to, to speak to is write a book. You're co-authoring a book. Tell us all about it. Oh, yes. About two years ago, two and a half, my first coach told me, Georgie, you're going to write a book one day. And I said, oh, I, that was never my intention. I would just laugh. This is not, I did not write a book, but I got a chapter and I just, out of the blue, I got into it. But it is about eight of us sharing our stories. It's about resilience, women sharing their stories, how they overcome the obstacles, the, all the hiccups that life threw, threw at us. And despite of all those difficulties, how we overcame and become successful. It's an inspirational piece. Um, there are some, some really strong um, and very, some emotional stories in there, but very inspirational. We made it, I believe in six categories, number one bestseller in Amazon with the ebook. And then the hardcover is coming out in October. Fantastic. So, what is it called? Brave Women at Work. Brave women at work. So for all of the brave people out there that are looking, women and men, at other opportunities and they continue to hold themselves back, what advice do you have for them to seize opportunities in their career? Resilience. I think that resilience is just such a number one, number one trait you, you need to have. Um, to look into yourself and then see how you can be flexible. Whoever is flexible will be more successful. 
will be the leader um, of their own life and their own stories. I love that. Taking control of the uncontrollable, seemingly uncontrollable. Yeah, I, I think so. that's part of the problem is that some people are just saying, well, those that it's beyond my control. There's so many forces against me that I can't control it. It's not a game of control. It's a game of putting your energy into the right things. I find that even when things don't go as planned, the people that have the positive attitude and the energy focused towards positive things, they rebound a lot faster. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you said the control, yeah, we have the illusion that we have the control, but the only thing that we have control over is us, our feelings, our thoughts, our actions. We'd have no control over other people's feelings, actions, or behaviors. So it's just how do you, what do I do with it, right? How do I react to it? Yep. React and respond. Those are our things in life. Do I react or do I stop for a second and consciously just say, oh, what's in it for me? Is it worth it? What's the outcome that I need? Do I have to, do I ruminate on it? <laughs> right? Which we love to do, right? right. And, and complain, which brings us into an energy that's a victim energy, right? Like we will focus only on the on the problem and not on the solution so when we consciously take a moment and say okay hold on a second what is the path now that's serving me you will have to find those tools that works for you to figure these hiccups out and and have that energy that keeps you going sustainability and resilience yeah. georgie kaminer words to live by. Tell us how my listeners can get in touch with you if they want to find out more about working with you. I have a website. It's my name. So it's comainer.com. And uh, I'm also easily reachable through LinkedIn. And then you can find my contact information there as well. Wonderful. K-O-M as in Mary, E-I-N-E-R.com. Yes. Thank you so much, Georgie, for spending time on 52 Weeks of Empowerment today. I know it empowered me to think differently about how I need to go deep with some of my clients. I think that's a real must. I really appreciate you and all that you bring to the table. Thank you so much for having me again. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. That's all the time we have. Be sure to tune in next week for more career empowerment. Same time, same place, more power.